Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Der Ausblick. The one that we have all been waiting for has finally arrived. One of the dates that we've had circled on our calendars ever since the Bundesliga's schedule was released November 9th, home against Borussia Dortmund. It's the first Der Klassiker of the season, if you don't count the Super Cup, which I don't. I'm joined today by Tom Adams. Tom, are you excited for this game coming up this weekend? 100% excited. And of course, no, we do absolutely do not count this Super Cup. 100% do not. Forget about that game. It never happened. It just wasn't even real. Even John, who was there, will tell you it didn't happen. It was all just a pigment of everyone's imagination. Shout out to John Dillon, our site manager. Unfortunately, he had to go all the way to the Westfalenstadion to see that kind of loss. But this time, it is at home. It is against Borussia Dortmund, an interesting Borussia Dortmund team coming into this game. Let's take a quick look at the Bundesliga table. Borussia Dortmund is ahead of Bayern Munich. Unfortunately, uh, the current standings show Borussia Mönchengladbach ahead with 22 points. Borussia Dortmund ahead of us in second place with 19. Bayern Munich is fourth behind RB Leipzig. Both of them have 18 points. Leipzig are ahead on goal difference with a plus 15. It's important to note if Bayern Munich won the most recent game 1-0 we would be tied with Leipzig in terms of goal difference. So, looking at this Borussia Dortmund lineup first, because it is the most important one to take a look at, because there are a lot of questions coming into this game. Of course, there are questions with Bayern, but we're going to take a look at this later. Bayern, of course, is missing almost all of their back line, but... At least we're not in the situation that Borussia Dortmund is in, where they could come into this game missing two of their most important pieces in the midfield and in attack, with Jaden Sancho and Marco Royce potentially missing this fixture, one of the most important in the black and yellows campaign to try to usurp the Bundesliga title from Bayern Munich. So taking a look at the most recent game that they played in the Champions League against Inter Milan, they had Mario Götze more up front than normal, and Jadon Sancho did play, but he is now questionable for this game. Tom, I'm going to flip it over to you in a little bit, but the main question that we're going to propose is what their lineup is going to look like. For my money, if Jaden Sancho and Marco Royce are out, it would have to be Alcacer, Axel Witzel as a kind of deep-lying eight or six, paired with Thomas Delaney as well. Then wingers would have to be Torgan Hazard and Julian Brandt with Mario Goza as a false nine, almost a number 10 uh, role. My big issue with this lineup would be falling, of course, on the uh, decision to play Sancho or Marco Royce. As much as I hate to see Bayern Munich lose, especially in Der Klassiker, after everything that's just happened recently, I would completely understand. Even if, even if it was at home, I would completely understand if Bayern Munich lost to a Jadon Sancho and Marco Royce-led 
Beval Bay team. But if both of them are out, it's an utter disappointment. And you need to go out and you can't have Hansi Flick in charge anymore. And of course, that might be way too hard on Hansi Flick. But after all, he said himself he is only the manager for two games. And then the decision will be made from there if we lose to a team without the two of them. I think that decision kind of makes itself. So, Tom, what are you seeing in this lineup? And what are your thoughts on the predicted midfield and attacking core? First and foremost, we all be watching, or excuse me, we will obviously all as Bayern fans be intently watching on the news uh, in the buildup to this game. You know, there's one more training session to go before the game actually takes place at the time we're recording this. Um, Sancho and Royce's uh, inclusion in the match day lineup will depend on how they handle training. Will they complete full training? Will they be given the green light? Uh, will the team doctors say that they're ready to go? Because that's going to be really the key indicator of if they're going to be involved on Saturday or not. And obviously, as you mentioned, if none of those, not, neither of them are involved or just one of them, it completely does change the dynamic of this team and the complexion of the team that Lucian Favre has to put out. Uh, as he mentioned, against Inter Milan, which was a game they had to win uh, to keep their Champions League hopes alive. They went with uh, Hakimi, Akanji, Hummels, and Nico Schulz in the back. Axel Witzel, Julian Weigl as the holding mids. Sancho, Brandt, and Hazard just behind, just behind a, an advanced Mario Goetze. And part of me is just wondering, you know, if uh, Favre put out that lineup just completely uh, with one eye on Bayern Munich. Uh, because... Obviously, Paco Alcacer, Rafael Guerrero, and Lucas Piszczek uh, came on uh, second-half substitutes, but I- I'm wondering if he just was trying to perhaps spare uh, guys, as you mentioned, like Delaney and Alcacer as much as he could, uh, but he did kind of have to roll the dice after going 2-0 down uh, inside the first half to complete that remarkable comeback uh, with the uh, the brace from Hakimi and the goal from uh, Julian Brandt, but I don't know if he's going to maybe approach this with a more uh, reserved tactic. I mean, so much of that, as I mentioned, depends on um, the status of both Sancho and Royce. You know, if neither of those guys are involved, will he maybe uh, want to be a bit more compact and go with perhaps a 4-3-3 um, and throw Delaney in the midfield alongside Witzel and Weigl um, and then maybe Alcacer, uh, Brandt, and Hazard uh, up front as a front three, or will he keep it? you know, with sort of a 4-2-3-1 or kind of an inverted 4-1-4-1 with uh, Witzel at that number six role and then the four midfielders up in front of him. But again, it just really depends on if Sancho and Royce are able to go uh, because that really does change, just as I mentioned, the dynamic of Dortmund's attack. I think we all saw in the Super Cup earlier in the summer, which didn't completely happen, how much uh, Sancho and Royce can hurt Bayern Munich, especially when our uh, center backs are pressed so high up, you know, as they often do like to do. But I think Hansi Flick will have been working with the team, going over footage from that game, going over footage from uh, recent Dortmund fixtures that you know, really hones in on that and addresses that situation. You know, Bayern simply cannot get caught out on the counterattack as they so often have um, in these Der Klassiker games against uh, Borussia Dortmund. It's just been their Achilles heel against them, especially with Royce and Sancho and Alcacer at the point. Uh, so I think the status of Sancho and Royce combined with the formation um, and how compact or how attacking 
Lucian Favre wants to line up paired with the decisions that we make with our starting lineup really is going to determine, uh, you know, the pace of this game and, and how it's going to go. Uh, obviously, you don't want to wish unwell on any players, but it would be a massive boost for Bayern if either Sancho or both Sancho and Royce uh, aren't involved in this one. But you know what? We can only beat what's in front of us, so Hansi Flick will have to get his lineup decision right and spot on as well and get those tactics right uh, to get the three points that we massively need uh, to continue kicking this uh, rut out from behind us. We've got the win against Olympiacos. We're moving forward. Uh, the belief is there, so we need this result. We need to get the starting lineup right. Uh, Flick needs to get this right. So um, I'm sure we're going to dissect the Bayern Munich lineup now. And that is exactly what we will do. So the front of the lineup looks relatively simple enough, right? Robert Lewandowski obviously up top, but we have to take a look at the back line and the center defensive midfield, specifically what role Joshua Kimmich will take. Now, I know that... He loves to play center defensive mid, but the fact of the matter is he's basically the best right back in the world, and Bayern Munich at this moment cannot afford to have their best defenders playing outside of that back line, especially with all of the injuries going on. I think it was clear and obvious from the last game against Olympiacos that David Alaba does not belong in a center back position. It seems that he just does not seem ready for for that for that task. Not because he isn't a good defender, but it just doesn't seem like he can uh, he can manage that. So I would pers- if this was my personal lineup, I would swing him out to the left side. I would drop Kimmich back to the. Um, to the right back position. I believe Corentin Tolisso is still healthy, so I would play him in center defensive mid. And of course the two center backs would be Javi Martinez as well as as Benjamin Pavard because Jerome Boateng has that red card that led to that 5-1 loss against Eintracht Frankfurt. Now in terms of substitutes on the bench, I think we got to turn to the youth. We have to turn to Lars Lucas Mai, as well as potentially Chris Richards. But I don't think they get starting time just for now. Uh, they might be able to come on a little bit later. But after looking at that game, I really think it was just clear that the back line is something that Hansi Flick needs to adjust coming into this game. Tom, what are your thoughts? As you mentioned, you know, Jerome Boateng misses out on this one. Um, and when we were talking about Olympiacos, you, you did recall that Alaba did perhaps look a bit out of sorts being played at center back. So I think the natural shift uh, for Saturday would be Alba going back to left back, not to discredit Alfonso Davies. I think he uh, boded very well for himself. I think he performed very well against Olympiacos. I think he put in a, a very good shift against um, the FL Bochum. And I... And I think that uh, obviously that own goal wasn't his fault, but that's in the past we got we got through anyways. Um, and so obviously with Boateng's red card, I think as you mentioned that uh, Kimmich, I would like to see him slot back into right back for this game. Uh, so across the back four, Kimmich at right back, Javier Martinez uh, paired with Benjamin Pavard. Uh, I, I know that we were talking about the pace uh, of both uh, Jadon Sancho and Marco Royce. You know if those two guys are going to be involved. Um, 
you know, and so much, so much of the uh, the DFL Super Cup was a Boateng getting getting caught out for pace uh, by those two guys, as well as Paco Alcacer. Uh, so I think with Javi Martinez and Benjamin Pavard, you have a good balance between guys who are good on the ball. Uh, Javi Martinez and Benjamin Pavard, both very good in the air. Um, and both, uh, well, I should say Pavard probably posts a bit more pace than Javi Martinez does, uh, but they can't both be uh, as fast as the other. Um, in, in the midfield, um, I think personally that Hansi Flick should stick with the four-two-three-one. I think we've seen in the past couple of games where, uh, well, Kovac's last couple of games where he tried to deploy the four-one-four-one with Thiago as the holding mid, it just did not work uh, at all. I think that our midfield was getting surpassed on the counterattack far too easily. And so what I would like to do, I would like to see Goretzka and Tiago as the, the quote-unquote uh, two or the holding midfielders. I think Goretzka did a really good job against Olympiacos of winning the second balls. And to me, he really looked like the only player who was interested in really hustling and trying to win the ball back uh, and counter-pressing after Bayern had lost the ball. And I think that's going to be something that's so important uh, in a game like Der Klassiker where the second balls are going to be everything, especially if the game um, becomes increasingly open. Um, and then just in front, I would go with exactly the same uh, that was against Olympiacos. You know, I, I'd hate to keep Coutinho out of the starting lineup again, but I thought Muller uh, put in another solid performance against Olympiaco, so I would go with Lewandowski up top and just behind him, Kingsley Coman, Thomas Muller, Serge Gnabry. I, I would just really hope that both Coman and Gnabry could just um, sharpen up just a little bit on their final product. You know, there were so many times against Olympiacos that either of them, you know, failed to get the proper cross in or perhaps took too many touches on the ball or just took the shot at the wrong time when they perhaps should have passed it, causing Lewandowski to get uh, visibly frustrated, but and part of me is even thinking too, you know, maybe I know that Coman, both Coman and Gnabry did come off in the Olympiacos game, uh, but they both played, I think, at least 70 minutes, if I recall correctly. So I wonder, you know, we've really yet to see Coutinho in one of those advanced wide roles. Could this be an opportunity to try and utilize that? Again, Thomas Muller and Philip Coutinho sharing the pitch. Uh, Muller right behind Lewandowski, which I think is his best position and where he can cause the most problems. And by the way, he had the most key passes against Olympiacos out of any other player uh, with five. Could we perhaps see Coutinho on the left or the right uh, of Thomas Muller with either Gnabry or Coman on the opposite flank? Or perhaps even Perisic, but um, I don't think he would start Perisic in this game. I think he's a veteran substitute that uh, is always reliable to bring on, but that's another question that Hansi Flick will have to ask himself and something that I'm sure uh, they've been working on both today, tomorrow, yesterday, uh, and in the build-up to this game. So it'll be curious to see if he does perhaps try that. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, he has to get this decision right regardless of if it's uh, Coutinho, Muller, Coman, Coman, Muller, Gnabry, or whoever it is in the midfield uh, behind Lewandowski. But this is a must-win for us, and it has to be treated that way. And I think that anything less would obviously be considered a massive disappointment. So fingers crossed for Hansi Flick uh, and for Bayern to get this right. Because um, if we get this result going forward, there's a, a lot of belief there. Uh, a lot of stuff could happen in the, in the international break as far as coaching is concerned. We could get a decision that Flick is staying. Uh, after on the back of two wins, we could get news of a uh, a different coach coming in. We don't know what's going to happen, so we want to end the in- we want to end this little or we want to excuse me close out before the international break on a win in Der Klassiker in our own arena. Let's get it done. 
So, Tom, uh, what would be your final score prediction for this one? Because in my mind, it, it really it really all depends on whether or not Sancho and Royce start. I think if they do, I think it's a 3-2 loss at home. If only one of them starts, say uh, Sancho, Sancho is the only one that starts, I could see a 2-2 draw. If none of them start, I could see a 2-1 win. That's 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 my that's my idea. I think Bayern scores a couple of goals in this one, I think regardless. Uh, because mostly the back line of Borussia Dortmund uh, it hasn't been consistent throughout the season. It'll also be the return of Mats Hummels to the Allianz Arena, so that'll be an interesting uh, situation there. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I would love for it to be <laughs> like Der Klassiker uh, last spring where we win uh, 6-0, but I, I don't see that in the cards. But as you mentioned, I definitely do see a lot of goals in this one. You were talking about Borussia Dortmund's defensive record. I think they've only kept four clean sheets in the uh, Bundesliga this season. Uh, so I definitely think that uh, Bayern will score. I think Lewandowski will continue on his uh, goal-scoring absolute madness uh, trying to uh, break Gerd Muller's record. Um, I a lot of me thinks that it's just a little bit of mind games from Lucien Favre and Borussia Dortmund as far as the health of both Sancho and Royce. I just have a hunch that at least one of them will be involved. Um, but I'm going to go out on a hunch here and say that Hansi Flick will have addressed everything that Bayern did right against Olympiacos to achieve the clean sheet. I think he'll have honed in on that. I think with Martinez uh, and Pavard as the center backs, we have some stability back there, especially with Kimmich and Alba going back to their preferred positions at right back and left back respectively, if that is in fact what happens. Um, a clean sheet might be a bit too much of a stretch, but I can see uh, a 3-1 Bayern win, and this is just a lot of optimism. A lot of optimism speaking. I need to keep this train of positivity going. <laughs> Hansi Flick off to a, a winning start. We finally keep a clean sheet, albeit against perhaps a, a much weaker opponent than Borussia Dortmund. But but why not? You know, keep these vibes going. You know, vibes, vibes, vibes. You know, let's get this three-one win. Will you be watching the game from anywhere special, Tom? I don't know as of yet, but I would love to be watching it with Vice Beer in my hand whilst I live tweet um, and hopefully live tweet a winning performance. Well, I know for a fact that there is a bar downtown in uh, Syracuse, New York, known as Wolf's Beer Garden that I will be going to and I will also be uh, consuming some Vice Beer in my hand, hopefully watching a Bayern Munich win. So... Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and uh, paying attention. Let's hope that this turns out the way that we want. Uh, please be sure to like, rate, share, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. Read us online at BavarianFootballWorks.com. And uh, we will be producing another episode of Bavarian Podcast Works uh, the following week after the game. So until that time, hopefully after a win, we will see you later. Auf Wiedersehen.